0: little things matter. The Very little things matter. Um, of course, in a grand scheme of things, you have $100 in your pocket versus not might not matter when you look back, you might not remember that $100. But it's also cumulative, everything is accumulative, every smart decision you make helps you in the future. And if it's it's really about that short term versus long term gratification.
1: All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie, and today I am blessed to have a guest on. Um, every once in a while I have former students, former basketball players on here and um, kind of kept up with this young man, uh, for the last couple of years, I'm through social media and um, saw that he's doing some some good things out there and said, hey, let's get, get you on the podcast. We're going to talk about some old school stuff, talk about some new school stuff. He's um, in financial literacy. He's also, you know, heavy into a lot of different things we want going to get into today. So welcome, Connor Q, to the podcast. How you doing, sir?
0: Thank you very much for having me, man. It's really great to see. I'm doing really
1: well. That's good. It's always a pleasure to have former students on and, uh, you know, see what you guys are doing. Um, it's been a while. How long have you been out of school?
0: Oh, boy. I guess uh, I finished high school at Hamilton uh, in
1: 2012. Mm, wow. 2012. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Interesting. Yeah, we're pushing a decade. Yeah. That, that, all that means is I'm getting old. That's all <laughs> Gray hair's coming in, you know. It's all good, though. Apparently, I'm right behind you. let's talk about high school for a second do you think that your high school experience prepared you for the real world if not what kind of thing was missing oh
0: man um i in a lot of ways it didn't in a lot of ways it did i think um i think some of the best lessons that i learned in high school were the ones that struck a chord probably years later you know Mm -hmm. the ones that i had some time to stew on it had some time to understand who i am learn who i am and try to you know um, become the guy that I want to be. And then on that journey, I think I was able to look back at a couple little life lessons, you know, look at some of the bruises I took here and there, some of my accomplishments and kind of put everything into perspective. Um, you know, especially education wise, I, I definitely wasn't the, the, uh, the one that probably took it as seriously as I, as I could have or would have if I could go back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know was definitely a uh, a little bit of an underachiever you know always heard i had the potential always was always thought i had the potential but always was one of those kids that somehow seemed to not live up to it.
1: <laughs> right. right. So now in social media land, like I always see um, in terms of what is taught in high schools that people talk about um, why aren't they teaching us financial literacy? Why aren't they teaching us um home economics anymore and all those things, these basic necessities. I don't have an argument with that too, but um how important, let's just talk about financial literacy since that's your lane right now that you're studying, how important is it for young people to understand financial literacy? It's, ma- it's massive.
0: Um, I know I was definitely one of those kids that did not have anybody to even go to to, have, to ask those questions. I, I remember a time when I had graduated, got a little bit of coin from, from uh, my graduation party. And, and uh, I went to my uncle who in my life was the most successful person that I knew. And I said, what do I do with this money? What, how do I invest it? And he looked me dead in the eyes and said, don't ask me, I don't know. Wow so you know people who have even you know a lot of people who get to to these uh high marks of success they they learn as i've learned now when you know you have shortcomings when you know you're not a master in certain fields that second level is hiring people and putting people in perspective and positions p- putting people in your circle that can do all those things for mm-hmm. you so you don't have to think about it mm-hmm. um you know i think um you know especially when kids are starting to go to school, I I came out of school thinking, all right, what do I want to do? I I thought originally, maybe I'll do education. Um, I thought, and then eventually I found my way to social work, which is ultimately what I would, what I would graduate with. And I think everything always, you know, you look at everything with rose colored glasses, when you're in high school and college, Um, you say to yourself, I'm going to figure it out because I will because I'm me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the real world steps in and and lets you know that you are you are normal. Mm-hmm. You're not special, that you have to become special. You have to work special mm-hmm. to get to what you know those types of things. Um, and I think that's a massive thing that's missing from from high school education right now, almost above anything else. Um, like you mentioned little things, like cooking classes, and stuff. of course, that's massive for some people. but just learning what taxes are mm-hmm. and learning learning about investments and, and what the stock market is. I I didn't know any of this stuff until I was an adult. Right. And, and I was lucky enough to essentially have people who were interested in teaching me um, these things because I didn't seek it. And I think a lot of people, even if they wanted to, they wouldn't know where to start. They wouldn't have those resources. You, It's not as simple as saying, oh, go to library and pick up a book. Right. You know, some people, some people have that in them. Mm -hmm. Most people don't. They need direction. They need a spark.
1: Right, right. I think it's really important for young people. I'm, my daughters are 13 and 11 years old, and up. they already have uh, portfolios and things. They understand the basics behind stocks, and it's gotten to the point now that they're actually making their own uh, decisions and, and buying things and moving money around. Um, but it, it's a shame. Like I don't even remember in high school, even when I was in high school, really how to balance a checkbook, even though you don't really do that anymore, but even just having an idea of a savings account, like I didn't really get that, like everything, all the jobs that I had was cash, so I would just carry cash around, but didn't know the concept of basic savings or the concept of, of you know, uh, like I said, taxes and, and making your money, earn money, you know, and those type of things, it's really, really important for that to that, that have uh, students to have a foundation when it comes to financial literacy. Um, if we Move now, now that you're older, and now that you have your own life has hit you, um, and and we're going to stick in the financial literacy lane. What would be like the one thing that you would say that these young people need to to understand that maybe you wrestled with in your adulthood in terms of of financial literacy? What's that one thing that they might need to understand at an early age that you wish you would have learned in the early age?
0: The little things matter, the very little things matter. Um, Of course, in a grand scheme of things, you have a hundred dollars in your pocket versus not might not matter. When you look back, you might not remember that hundred dollars, but it's all so accumulative. Everything is accumulative. Every smart decision you make helps you in the future. Mm -hmm. And it it's, it's really about that short term versus long-term gratification. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people wrestle that I know I do to this day, I'm trying to fight that demon, but just knowing, all right, you know, if I, if I'm spent, if I'm spending money on lunch every single day and I'm not missing any days at work, how much does that come to? If I'm going out every single Friday, every Saturday with my friends, where does that money go to? It's not, you're not investing it in yourself. You're investing it in very short-term gratification. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it takes a little bit of time for people. And some people, it takes a really long time to find out who you want to be and and what you want to be and and who you want to be for other people around you and what your motivations are. Mm-hmm. And I think just touching on that short-term gratification, it's it's so easy to make those choices. It it is hard to make the right choices. Mm-hmm. But the more you practice that, the more it becomes your baseline for sure. making, you know, and that, that's not to say be stingy all the time, but but when you save money for yourself, you are investing in your future. You're investing in yourself. There might be a moment where you need to have that little extra coin to help you with furthering education, putting yourself in a position career-wise, mm-hmm. you know, it might just be something like, I know I've been in a position where I probably could have used a couple extra dollars to get that
1: suit that I know would impress somebody in the interview. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You talked earlier about having the right people around you. Right. And I know I'm assuming that the people that you hung around in high school are not the same people that you kind of hang around at this particular point. Um, maybe maybe you kept one or two of them. But how important is it to surround yourself with with people that's going to, to take you to that next level? And how did you go through that process of kind of figuring that out?
0: Yeah, so I, it can be different for everybody. I went through a couple Events in my life that kind of shook me, and sometimes it does take that for some people. Some people just have it where they have the ability to, you know, kind of have forward thinking. It took a couple things in my life that shook me to say, okay, where am I standing? Where are my two feet right now? You know, um, and and what do the people around me do for me? Do they care about me, mm-hmm. or is this about? Am I am I just happy that I'm in a picture with so and so on on Facebook? You know, because. Then it's gonna it's gonna make me look a certain kind of way to my peers. Right. And there is legitimate power in 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 getting away from high school. And you know, all all your parents and teachers always tell you, you know, you know, like you're not gonna see half these people when you're done. And it doesn't make any sense to you because the world's so small. Oh, right. When you're when you're that age, but it but it expands so quickly as soon as you get out of high school, as soon as you go to college, as soon as you start working in the workforce, uh, whatever path you take. And I would say I have. My core friends, I'm blessed to have probably a group of uh, five to seven people that I've known since I was practically in diapers. That Mm. I that that I'm blessed to have a similar work, you know, a work ethic and mindset as people that want to grow. But um, you know, it's also being able to look at other people and say, I don't want that for me. Mm. You know, I, I I I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of what the direction I'm going in. I can't subject myself to that I'll never forget a I think it was a seventh grade principal called me in and he and uh I was I happened to be in the hallway when somebody threw something at somebody and he brought me in and he was like what do you know about this and I was like I saw it and he said so you're guilty by association (laughs) and I was like it made no sense to me but looking back at it I'm like yeah of course I got brought in I'm friends with that kid I sit with him at lunch every day Right. why would i not be the one getting asked the questions and i was like what, what? like am i getting singled out uh-uh. <laughs> no i was developing a reputation for myself based on the reputation that other people were developing for themselves
1: mm-hmm. that's true i look at it as to, to blend financial literacy with friendship right so i look at it like the stock market right so you you have company a you got company b company a has a huge upside great potential you get yeah. Uh, you know, uh, return on your investment. And company B might not, you know, it's a failing company and, you know, they might not be doing so well. Logically, you're going to put your money in company A. So I look at my friends the same way. Like, what is my return on investment when the, my time is my investment of the people that I'm dealing with? What is the return for me? Like, am I going to really get a big return or am I going to be guilty by association or get caught up? And it's kind of the same mentality for me when I uh, decide to, you know, be around people. As a result, my circle is extremely small. I had to cut some people off just relatively recently because of, you know, that that concept. But um, being able to analyze the people that are around you is, is really, really important. Um, and what purpose do they serve? And more importantly, what purpose do you serve to them as well? You need to look at that um, as well. Yeah, it has to be a symbiotic. You mm-hmm. have to be able to give and take
0: in those types of relationships. And I, yeah, the ones that you are, even if you're not putting literal, money into into relationships you're putting energy you're putting thought you're putting you know your your emotions into things that might you know might be a little cruel to say but some sometimes you understand it's not worth it you get to the point where you understand it's not worth it and just like financial literacy you know some things in life you're willing to waste a little money on sometimes Mm -hmm. you know and then it won't derail you if you want to spend a little bit extra money to go to a basketball game if you want to you're really into sneakers and you just waste a waste a little too much money on sneakers something like that you know you have those friends in your life you can maybe still have a relationship with them but you're not investing in them regularly because then what what is it getting you in the end right
1: right Let's transition into the social emotional space, um, being that we are in a pandemic and a lot of our people that follow us are educators and quite frankly, are getting burnt out and kind of might be doing some self-destructive behaviors here and there and just kind of just getting frustrated. Um, I'm sure that everyone in this country right now and across the world has got some level of anxiety um, that going through this particular pandemic. Um, I guess what kind of advice would you give somebody that might be struggling right now mentally um, in terms of. What's going on? Maybe their their job isn't the same, and life has just seemed like it's not going in the right direction. Uh, What kind of advice could you give somebody that might be stuck in the rut a little bit and need to kind of get themselves out of? Yeah, Um, you know, I think I think one of my
0: one of my favorite things to say in life is you know everything's cliche until you're in it and you're in that moment, and then all of a sudden these sayings that people have been talking about for years, decades, centuries. Suddenly they make sense. And you say, "All right, maybe it's not a corny little phrase that's in a, in a nursery tale any, you know, anymore. Um, I think it's really about focusing on what you can control. What can mm-hmm. I literally physically put my hands on in my life? What people can I touch? What, what parts of my life can I directly affect right now? And how can I focus my energy on that? Mm-hmm. Because I'll, t- I'll tell you right now that you tuning in to the news at seven o'clock, four, five times a night isn't changing your situation. You might get a little bit of information. You might not. There are a lot of things that you can invest in with your time, your hobbies, your career, your, the people in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I, that I always emphasize to people, especially in the social work aspect of my life, is, is lean on the people that you know will lean on you so that you can kind of keep each other strong. You, know, you lean when you need it. This right. person will be stronger when that person needs it. Vice versa. Um, I think this is the time that you can, you know, I think the COVID has introduced an interesting uh, proposition for a lot of people where they have either really climbed in their life or they've really taken a step back. And it's because for the the most part, it feels like not much has changed in the last two, three years. And I think especially us as Americans, we are used to a new news cycle, Mm -hmm. something new to talk about. And so I think it's easy to, on a micro level, feel complacent when our country and, and the news cycle and, and everything that you're reading online and everything you're seeing on TV feels complacent, mm. it doesn't feel like anything new is going on. And so it might be an opportunity for you to spark something new in your life or just really reinvest in the things that, you know, matter to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of new, we have a new segment on this show called The Teacher's Lounge. And if you know anything about The Teacher's Lounge, this is where teachers go to gossip and talk trash and all kinds of things. I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, We're going to start off with a this or that, and then I'm going to ask you a scenario, a petty scenario, see if if you're petty or not. So the first question (laughs) that I have for you is you got to explain why. The Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles? You have to pick one.
0: Pick one to what? <laughs> to, to root for it. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles on that one. <laughs> why, why would you pick the Philadelphia Eagles over the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I would say the easiest answer, I, there's two very easy answers to that. One, um, I grew up in, in uh, the Philadelphia area okay i've never and i and i've never in my life i promise this i've never been to dallas so i have no affiliation i don't know anybody from dallas mm-hmm. and everyone in my family grew up uh you know watching watching the eagles and so i would that was an easy one for me i never i there was some there were some influences in my life some people like the raiders some people like the Steelers. so there i had a minor rooting interest in them growing up and then I became an adult and said oh my gosh this this is my decision I can make this choice.
1: <laughs> all right all right so I have a petty question for you being that you just got engaged congratulations by the way would Thank it be you. petty of me let's say I was uh, recently engaged would it be petty of me to ask my future wife to buy me a ring of equal or greater value just like I bought hers, would that be petty? Like, why does the man always have to, we get the short end of the deal here, right? So would it wouldn't be petty of me to ask that uh, my future wife to buy me an engagement ring of equal or greater value. That's an interesting
0: question because, you know, especially we're in 2022, if, if ever, you know, in this country, we're probably at the pinnacle of, of um, equal treatment between men and women, not that we're anywhere near nearly close to where we need to be right but you know in terms of where we have been we're probably peaking right now. Um, I think petty no but I will say for for a ring to become that expensive it's going to be really gaudy and I would I'd be really interested to see you with that much flash (laughs) on your finger.
1: (laughs) That's really really interesting. (laughs) Connor, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our podcast uh, on season seven. Um, Like I said before, we have a lot of educators that follow us. So do you have any last words or words of encouragement for those educators or anybody that's listening um, out there that follows us? I do. Um, I'm going to give, I wanted to share some
0: advice that I was given um, when I was a kid. And it's one of those stories that I had referenced earlier that it didn't necessarily click with me at the time it resonated, but it clicked later, um, and I'll I'll try to skip out on too many boring, boring details of the story, but I had a, I had a teacher in high school who um, it was great. I always looked up to him, and he, uh, he taught a class I was pretty interested in, not insanely interested in, but I, but it caught my eye, and I think that the class that I had it was uh, it was an eclectic group of kids. There was a lot of talented kids that later went on to become pretty successful in their own lanes. Um, and I think he most likely saw that like pretty early on, and uh, it was one of those weeks I don't know what was going on between his behind his door between his ears, but um, we were certainly not reaching up to our potential that week, uh, or probably that marking period for that matter. and uh, I think we got a couple cool mornings that you know to put us in check and i don't think anyone really heeded them and then one day he came in and said you know what we're scrapping this project talk to you guys later closed his door next three days i think it was three four days he did not come out of that office when we went into there we were all just kind of left our own devices looking around saying like what are we what are we supposed to do that like apparently the project scrapped." So. I don't know what's going on and then so on that fourth fifth day whenever uh five ten minutes into the class he comes out finally and says everybody circle up and so we all circled up and I'm just going to paraphrase because I've already given too many boring details but he essentially to us you know every time you walk in one of these classes every time you walk into a math class that you know you'll never use in your life every time you writing some five paragraph essay um you have to stop thinking about thinking about you know how am i going to use this in my future and the way you have to start changing your perspective is you have to start thinking can i accomplish whatever is put in front of me if something if a task isn't put in front of me can i prove to myself and can i prove to whoever is asking me can i prove to my peers that i can accomplish this because when you are that person. You know, who Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that people come to when they have a problem that can find a solution? Or do you want to be the person that they know not to come to? You have to prove that to yourself. Most importantly, because the more that you get in that mindset that I am that guy, I am that girl that can do that. The more that you will become that, the more you'll manifest that, the more you'll empower yourself to do that. And I think that's The best lesson that I can really pass on to, when when I am in my social work chair, when I'm a therapist, I always try to break that down to kids and say, you're not, you are not this algebraic equation. You are not this. But when you show me you can do that, that tells me that you can, that you're you're a rock star. You can do it because you're you, Mm -hmm. not because it's important, not because you need to, because you are you. And of course, you are that teacher that gave me that Mm -hmm. lesson.
1: I want to say it sounds sounds very familiar to me. It sounds like something I would definitely do. <laughs> yeah, be like I ain't messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I'll tell you what I think we took it a lot
0: more seriously. Mm-hmm. Going well, after that day, I think we all, at least some of us, you know, got got ourselves together. Now we have, pe- you know, kids from that class are been Miss New Jersey, mm-hmm. professional photographers in in professional film. And uh although I didn't go down that. uh down that road that was to me I I still talk about that story to this day about how that taught me that I needed to just buckle up and get ready for the road ahead Mm. because I knew I wasn't going to really care about stuff that I was any math classes or the, you know especially I went when you go to college and you take these like very liberal art classes literally history of art history of music of course I don't care about any of this stuff Mm. but who is in this class that I might see down the road that I'm going to tell right now hey, I'm, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to do it because I can, because I'm me. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so thank you for that. Because you <laughs> kicked me into shape. I needed, I needed a lot of direction when I was a kid. And, and like I said, it might, not have, you know, it might not have set me ablaze right away, but it, but it, you know, it was a little igniter for me. Interesting. That, that gave me motivation later in my life where when stuff, when stuff gets tough, when I say, why the heck am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I stop and say, it doesn't matter. I've been asked to do it. I have to do it. I'm going to do it
1: interesting. I thank you for that story because as educators, we often don't see the fruit of our labor and it's kind of like, you know, you know, success to us really isn't tangible until years later, maybe your student comes back like you did and, and tell us, tells us those stories. So it's really good to hear that. Um, but those, for those educators out there, I was one that kind of just definitely didn't follow the plan all the time of what an educator is supposed to do. And I always tell um, educators today, I said, what we're really doing is teaching them life skills. My class was TV media. I just used the vehicle as, you know, TV media as the vehicle to do that. So anytime that I can try to teach any life lessons about completing work and how to solve problems, that's what I was basically trying to to accomplish. Um, And you can see what Connor had said, um, the impact that it has on these students Um, and really What we try to do with these students is have them solve problems every day because as adults that's all we do is solve problems so once we can wire our brains to be able to solve problems and get over. The failures and and the shortcomings in order to to keep going and to keep grinding that's what life's all about at the end of the day, and this is what you know we, we deal with on a constant basis, so we have to wire these young people's brains. To be able to solve problems and not to give up so easy and stop giving them that safety net all the time let them fail. And that's a lot of learning that happens in failure Um, and also if you're an educational leader try to get some financial literacy in these classrooms please these kids need to learn how to handle money um, and move money and save money and and, and make money and those things of that nature that's really really important so again connor thank you for being on this morning Um, for our audience out there make sure you continue to follow us by the time this podcast comes out It'll probably be around time for the World Education Summit. Um, last year, I think we had like 20,000 in our session. So we're trying to do it again, let's hit 30,000. Let's try that. Um, and we're talking about how to build relationships in education and using customer service model to do that. So may be on the lookout for that. Um, continue to follow us. Season seven has been, we got a lot of good people on here, as you can see. So stay in value.